So welcome everyone to another episode of the Design Theory and Methodology podcast series. Uh, my name is Mika and uh, today we're going to talk about basically the main topic of this whole series and that is what is design theory and methodology. And to, uh, to talk about this topic, we thought it would be interesting to uh, interview the editor-in-chief of Design Studies. Design Studies being one of the most important journals um, in the field of design research. And the editor-in-chief uh, is Professor Peter Lloyd. So welcome, Peter. Hi, Mika. Nice to be here with you. So nice to have you on this uh, podcast series. I noticed you are a little bit injured. Can you tell us uh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I... Um, I, I... Cut my finger in a blender. Oh no! <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there was a, a lot of blood, but fortunately, there's not so much pain anymore. Okay, so you're happy to talk? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm okay to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe firstly, can you tell us something about um, your work uh, with design studies? What does it mean to be an editor in chief? Um, well, basically, it means handling a lot of paper submissions, academic um, paper submissions. So I think in terms of a, a process, people all over the world in, in universities that are interested in design studies or studies of designing carry out research theory, um, thinking about um, designing, and they submit their work in the form of a paper to a journal. And I'm the person responsible for managing what actually ends up in, in the journal, a bit like a magazine, I guess, if, if you submit an article to a magazine. Um, but we go through this process where papers are peer-reviewed, so they're sent out to experts in the field who then comment on the, the paper. And depending on those comments, then papers are either rejected or they're accepted into the journal. So we have six issues a year, I think, and we tend to publish about 40 papers a year. We get a lot of submissions. We get about 600 submissions, so not many wow. papers actually get published into the journal. So they have to be at a, an appropriate standard to get published but uh, quite a few papers in the readings for this course actually come from design studies and I think as a as a journal it represents the scope of design theory and methodology quite well okay um, so I think a first question to ask when you are enrolled in this course I guess is, is what is design theory and what is design methodology <laughs> yeah good questions <laughs> I mean, I think in a way, they're questions that you have to make up your own mind about. I don't think um, there's any foolproof definition of those subject areas. It's an area of inquiry where, you know, some people say this is a theory and some other people would say, well, that's not a theory. You know, that's a, so the, the, the idea is that there's a debate around conceptual issues in the subject area. But I, I tend to think of of design theory and methodology is, is essentially looking at the concepts relating to the activity of design. So it might be about what a method is, it might be about something like what what is framing, what is creativity, it might be about how we can design better, or it might be about what, what it is that the activity of design actually is. I mean that's a you know fundamental question. Is it is it an activity that everyone or an ability that everyone has to some extent? Or is it a very specialised ability with specialised forms of uh, thinking and practising and collaborating? That's a kind of question that we can ask in a course like um, Design Theory and Methodology. Mm -hmm. 
so I think I think for me it's a, a way of talking to some degree in conceptual terms about what we do when we design it. I don't, I don't, it's it's not about uh, necessarily saying this is the right thing or the wrong thing to do. It's about opening up the field mm. of of discussion about the activity of designing and the possibilities of designing. Okay. So you say that design theory, theory and methodology is basically about talking about uh, designing and having a conversation uh, about designing. And basically, uh, it's not so much about doing design, but more stepping back and, and looking at it and, and talking about it. And yeah, yeah, being able to kind of reflect on it, but and but also reflect critically on the concepts related to design theory design theory methodology. I, I mean, I think there are three separate aspects to think about. I think one is that, you know, we're very interested in what it is designers actually do. I mean, behind that question is, you know, what is a designer? So one area is, you know, how did it, what is design activity? How do we know when we see design activity? What are the characteristics of design activity? What's good designing? What's bad designing? All those sorts of things. Um, so that's about the kind of behavior of designers in various contexts. I think the second thing is what should designers be doing? The models and the tools and the methods are all ways of sort of saying designers should be doing X, Y, or Z in some way or other. So it's taking what we know about designing and turning it into something that's sort of useful in terms of methods and tools. And I think the third thing is really just the, the concepts related to these two, these two other aspects, you know, the, the descriptions of designing and the prescriptions for designing. So, and that's talking about concepts like uh, framing, creativity, bias in design processes, collaboration, co-design, all those sorts of t terms that are vague and ambiguous to most people. It's trying to kind of clarify what we're talking about when we're talking about those things. So you're saying there's three things. You're talking about how designers are actually designing their behavior. And then you talked about, well, how should they be designing? What kind of methods and tools can we offer that help designers possibly get better and this this third uh, aspect of concept is quite ambiguous to me C can you maybe give an example of that well i think if you take an act if you take a concept like framing you know what's mm -hmm. you know we talk about framing in one of the first podcasts a lot of people talk about uh, framing a problem or framing a framing something within a design process but what is the activity of framing what is it how do we describe it? How do we, you know, what, what, what is it conceptually that we do when we're framing things? So what kind of a concept is it? Is it, is it uh, something related to problems? Mm -hmm. Is it something related to creativity? Mm -hmm. Is it something related mm -hmm. to, uh, I don't know, some other uh, aspect of designing? So it's, it's, it's taking an idea like that and just interrogating it, I think. That's the, that's the third level. So, and that could be anything that applies to designing. Mm -hmm. So design thinking might be another thing that you sort of think, well, what, what's design thinking? How, do we, how can we define it? How can we understand it? How can we use it? That's a sort of conceptual inquiry into what design yeah. thinking is. One of the distinctive yeah. things of the subject area is, is, is what, what does, what's design method and what does yeah. design method do? which is quite distinct from other subjects where I think there's not so much emphasis on the methods of doing an activity. If you, if you think about uh, an activity like medicine, you know, that also has a, a practice associated with it and methods for dealing with, dealing with patients, but also dealing with operations, all those, those kinds of things. But there isn't the same focus on methodology in medicine that there is in 
design. And I think that's what, to some extent, makes our, our subject quite unique in that we have this huge range of methods that we can talk about, weigh up against each other, work out what's a good methodology, what's a good way of getting some kind of outcome. Because methods are always related to achieving outcomes. That relationship between the outcome and the method is is also something we can think about within the context of a course like design theory and methodology. Does following a particular method entail a certain outcome? I think most people would sort of say not really because there's always the designer at the center of the process and if they don't follow the method correctly or they kind of deviate from the method, then you could mm -hmm. sort of say, well, the outcome's not what it should have been. So a method doesn't entail a certain kind mm -hmm. of outcome, but what does it do in that case? Mm -hmm. And that, that's the sort of question that we can explore in this course. So then if you're saying, well, you know, uh, some people argue that there's maybe not a clear relation between a method and a design outcome, then why do we need design theory and why do we need design methodology? I think it's useful to be able to think about these things, you know, to actually have conversations about these things, partly in order to improve what we do as designers. So I think there's a, you know, we can go about these things very intuitively. If you if you study art and design, for example, there's mm -hmm. not much discussion about the theory of what you do as a, an artistic designer. You tend to sort of have your own habits and have your own kind of methods, but you don't really communicate them. I think we're talking about a more kind of rational design process in some ways that opens up the process and makes it a bit more objective to other people. By having a method, we're able to communicate what we do better, both to our you know, colleagues and peers, but also to the clients that we deal with too. Mm -hmm. We can sort of rationalize the design process into separate stages and say, you know, this is what we're going to do at this stage, this is what we're going to do at this stage. And that makes it useful in, a, in terms of communicating. But it also makes it useful in terms of structuring the process. So, you know, if you're embarking on a, on, a, on a new design, it's, you know, where do you start? What do you begin with? And a method will just help you give, some, give you some sort of starting points and guide you through the process. Mm -hmm. And I think the theories associated with the methods are things that inform the methods in a, in a way that is always aimed at kind of being useful for, for designers to help them design better. So... How is design theory and methodology developed? Is that really something that should just be left to people who work in academic institutions or universities? Or are there other ways that it is being developed? I, I, I don't really draw a distinction between academics and practitioners. And, you know, I think we're all practicing to some degree. And that what we look for in the journal is people that are being thoughtful about what they do. Yeah. And that doesn't matter who who is doing that it doesn't matter whether you're a professor or a you know a, a designer in a company if you're if you've got a certain thoughtfulness about what you do and you're able to report that in an insightful way then I think that's that that's the key to to doing good research in design theory and methodology I'm just thinking about what Donald Schoen uh, has written about uh the relation between theory and practice and he basically says that they're not so separate from each other in fact that every designer when they are practicing design they're also developing theory so how is that different from maybe someone who would be publishing in your journal who would be kind of building on this body of knowledge i think you know what practice is is a really interesting question I think we all, to some degree, we all have kind of our working theories, our kind of personal theories about 
what we're doing. And I think that's, that's something that, you know, helps us reflect, it helps us to learn, it helps us to sort of uh, kind of hypothesize what might happen in a process. You know, simply some of the some of the ideas that we have about designing that we just have our kind of personal theories. I think in a journal like design studies, it's a little bit more objective, you have to have Mm -hmm. kind of better evidence for a position that you take it has to be defensible it has to be justifiable so often we have kind of control studies that that isolate an aspect of behavior mm-hmm. but i think the 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 relationship between theory and practice is very close i think particularly in, it, in an area like designing i think where even in the faculty of ide you can sort of see how close the practitioners the practitioners of design are to the researchers um, in design and sometimes there you know there is an approach that's called research through design so that brings the two approaches very close so the actual practice of designing is also a practice of research um, so they're very they're very entwined these two things and uh, you know to make a distinction between on the one on one hand we have academic research over mm-hmm. here and on the other hand we have practice and you know these two things mm-hmm. don't really meet I think that's that's wrong yeah I, I also know that you know we have uh, colleagues who say, well, you know, we as academics, we need to develop methodology and then the practitioners that they can go and use that. And for me, that often doesn't work like that. I think both in practice and in universities, we are developing theories and methodologies that, you know, we can all learn from. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all mixed together, too. And I, I think in a, in a faculty like industrial design engineering, too, you know, there's there's people that are, are putting theory into the mix. There's some people that put it, putting practice into the mix. There's people that, you know, you theory isn't necessarily a good thing. You know, it can people produce bad theory, too, the same similar way that people practice in bad ways, too, you know. But if you get good theory and good practice together, I think... Uh, mm-hmm. Are really what we're trying to aim for identifying in the, in a course like design theory and methodology what what is it that makes theory good and what is it that makes practice good mm. and you know if we can combine those two things together then i think uh, all the better okay thank you is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners about this topic i think there's one further thing i, I put, i'd like to say what design theory methodology isn't i think a lot of people expect that it's simply going to be about listing different methodologies and saying, if you want to do this, then use this methodology. And that's that's really not what the course is about. It's not recommending any particular methodology or it's not, it's not really telling you what methodology you should use. It's really kind of giving giving you the conceptual um, instruments to be able to just to, to look critically at different methodologies and think, you know, what, what are they trying to achieve and how will they best fit my behavior? So, so it, we're trying to teach people to be critical about design methodology, but we're we're also trying to advocate. We're also saying that design methodology is a is a useful thing to use, but you're at the end of the course, you're not going to know which design methodologies that you should use because we're not going to recommend any um, to you. But you you will have a richer understanding of what design methodology is and tries to achieve. Yeah, maybe also. Um get a better understanding of what what the what types of theory and methodology are useful to you as a designer because i think each designer is different also when it comes to using these types of theories and methodologies okay well thanks very much peter thanks mika that was very insightful um so this was the first episode 
in a series of podcasts about design theory and methodology. And this first podcast was to introduce the subject area of DTM. From now on, we will be uh, publishing a number of different types of podcasts. We have podcasts that are related to the content of design theory and methodology. And then we'll also produce three podcasts that are more about the specific learning outcomes of the course design theory and methodology. So thank you very much and looking forward to see you again in the next podcast. Thank <laughs> you.